Welcome to the Blends, Breaks, and Blends that Shape Our Future podcast. I am your host, Troy Rice. Creativity is often taught as a solo practice, and therefore a person that is good at drawing or music is said to be creative. But creativity for kids as well as adults is not limited to the creative arts. Most things we value in life today did not derive from an original idea, but rather concepts that have been blended, broken, or blended. A result from disciplined focus, connecting big picture insights with rigor and testing and small variations. This podcast is to inspire you to create your future, a future you can be proud to live in. On this podcast, you will learn creative practices, stories from creatives themselves, and creativity and history. Looking to get started with an idea? Visit troyrice.life and join a creativity group sharing your idea for thoughtful and rapid feedback to help you create your future. All right, now go blend, break, and blend our world, your world. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome to the Bends, Breaks, and Blends that Shape Our Future podcast. I'm your host, Troy Rice. On today's show, we have a remarkable creative in the content creation and marketing space, Kelly Maxwell. Kelly is the owner and founder of Ember Marketing Group. Kelly has built and sold multiple companies and hosted a global podcast. She has been featured on many global magazines as an inspirational leader and a brilliant marketer. Kelly, welcome to the show. That was quite the intro. I'm going to have you write my next bio. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. (laughs) That was good. That was really good. Um, Thanks for having me. This is so cool to be here again. Of course, of course. In a little bit of different fashion, you know, we last time we were talking a little bit about business and things too, but mostly Mm -hmm. like it was a show centered around food, which everybody loves food. So yeah, Um, but grateful to have you on this one too, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Cool. So one question we always ask our guests is, what does creativity mean to you? I think for me, it means um, being your most authentic self. Um, I know that's kind of a canned, that's a buzzword right now, being authentic. But truly, if if you're in your own zone of genius and you're putting your content out into the world and it's creative and it's 100% you, no one can replicate that and no one can come up with that, right? Because it came from you. And so that's kind of the space I operate in. 24 seven, cause that's what I do for myself. And then that's what I do for my clients for their businesses with our marketing agency. We really only focus on creative, um, authentic content for social media marketing. Yeah. So let's dig into that a little bit because sometimes for people like creating stuff is almost like, how can I copyright? Right. You hear that a mm-hmm. lot, which is like, I, I kind of in, in the same space as somebody else. So I'm going to mm-hmm. kind of copyright it and maybe make it my own flavor, but you're talking about something a little bit deeper, which is mm-hmm. how you get your own true self to, to show. Is that kind of where we're going? With yeah. That? Yeah. Kind of like who, I mean, anyone can reword, you know, anyone can read a self-help book and put a spin on the concept themselves, but like truly who are you as a person and how are you showing that to the world? That's that's what I do differently. And that's how I present myself differently is I'm not just a marketing agency and I'm not just a marketer. And yeah, it's hard. And this is, these are the things we do. It's like truly though, who am I as a person and why do I do what I do? Let me show you that. 
Cause then you're going to get to know me and trust me and like me or not, which is fine too, but it attracts your audience that way. You're 100% yourself. So then you don't care what people think about you online. You're going to attract your audience being yourself. So if someone doesn't like you, they're not for you and they don't need to be a client. That's kind of my philosophy that I operate in. And so far it's worked very well for me. So I just, I just love it when people are just 100% themselves and we just celebrate that, you know? They, yes. people are so cool. That's the thing. Like I met you on LinkedIn. Like how cool is that? <laughs> that we live in a world where we can just connect with people anywhere and you just click with people and they're just so cool and collaborative. And I just, I like to operate in that space of finding other people like me and celebrating that and connecting them with other people like us, you know? Yeah. And so, so you, you help people get to that for themselves. Mm-hmm. Where did it come from yes. for you? Like, if we rewind back, let's even call it 10 years from now, like, okay, where does it start for Kelly to actually figure out herself so that she can turn around and give that gift to other people? But where does it start for mm-hmm. you first? How far back do you want to go? Let's go. Let's go deep. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Okay. So I grew, I'm from Montana, still live in Montana very close-minded conservative Christian culture here. I grew up in a Montana ranch family. That's not a a unique story for Montana, but the culture is such that, you know, growing up in the church and growing up in that small town culture, you're not supposed to be loud. You're not supposed to be authentic. You're supposed to follow the rules. You're supposed, you know, ladies are seen and not heard. That kind of stuff was put on me at a very young age. And I'm, enough of a defiant personality that my entire childhood was rough because I'm just, I was defiant and that that didn't work for me. And so things like, um, people would say things to me, like you're vain, you're arrogant, uh, you backtalk or you're sassy, that kind of stuff. And so it was really a hard, hard lesson for me to learn as preteen teen into early adulthood of how to utilize that. And instead of being spiteful and you know, rude about it. How do I use that to my advantage? Like if I am defiant and sassy, how do I do that in a way that isn't going to be off-putting to people? So that was a huge learning curve for me. Um, and then, cause I am a little spicy and I am very polarizing. And I know that about myself. People, you either think I'm funny and you like it, or you absolutely do not. And you think I'm defiant and you'd never want to talk to me, you know? So I, I just have, I come off like that to people, which, and I know that. So that's why I know my marketing is for certain people. And it's not because I know how I am. And I've, I've really amplified that voice and cultivated how to do it in a way that's inspiring to people who are going to like me. And the other people is, well, okay, then I'm sorry. I was too spicy for you, you know? And then in my early twenties, I started my first company, which was a princess party company. So we literally dressed up like Disney princesses and we did, uh, we performed at parties and parades and events and community stuff. And it was so cool, but that was a really, that was probably the biggest moment of growth for me personally and finding my brand and developing, you know, setting me up for where I am today is online trolls are, do exist and you don't realize it until you're in a position for them to come out of the woodwork and write mean comments on your posts, you know, and nothing does that like dressing up like a Disney princess and posting pictures on the internet. I had people, they just were cruel for no reason. You know, they just write nasty, nasty comments about your looks, about your business, about you as a person. And, um, I took it personally. And that was a huge, huge thing that I had to work through of my worth isn't connected to my looks or my business. Um, what people, on the internet say on the internet that they'd never say to your face isn't relevant to what I'm doing. You know, they don't write my paychecks. I do. So it was, 
it was a, definitely a few intense years of really, really learning how to not let that get to me and not take that personally. And once I got over that hump, it was game over, you know, like I don't lose sleep at night about what people think about me or, you know, a lot of startups that I talk to, they're scared to post themselves online or talk on videos or anything because they're worried how people will perceive them and what they'll think about them. And if they think they're arrogant or all those things that people label us as. And so that's, that's what I do now is I do a lot of, I don't want to call it coaching, but I work with a lot of startups of basic branding 101 and starting your marketing, your business 101 is you have to not care what people think about you or your brand. You have to just go. You have to be confident enough to be yourself and just keep consistently posting that. And next thing you know, you're going to wake up and everyone knows who you are and what you do because you've told them this whole time, you know? Yes. So that's in a nutshell. No, that's good. So is there, is there like a practice that you latched onto to kind of get through that? Cause I know it's like me, for me personally, like there are some days when like they're mental tough days, right? Like there are some Mm -hmm. things that are just brewing around whether it's family or whatever is going on. And I still have to kind of pull it back together. Um, and so is there a practice that you do to kind of take what you've learned and keep at it to the point where you become a master at it, uh, but they still resurface and how do you deal with that? So what, like what behind the scenes is Kelly doing? So, you know, first rule of CrossFit's to talk about CrossFit. Truly though, <laughs> I, I'm part of a CrossFit gym and really I attribute a lot of my mental toughness and success to being in that community. It's not about the workouts. Those workouts suck. Everyone knows that yeah. it's about the community of people that you're there to do workouts that suck, but we're also there to celebrate that you are failing every day. You're trying your best. You know, you're never going to beat a max. You're, you can only get better no matter how many times you try to hit a new max, there's always more to do. There's always more weight to lift. So you can never win and you can never succeed at it. All you can do is try your best and be celebrated for doing so and doing hard things. And so I just love being in that community of people where you walk in, you don't even have to know people that well. We're all there for the same reason to celebrate doing hard things with no excuses. And so that's really kind of the basis, the foundation of everything I do is there is no excuses. I'm 100% accountable for myself, my reactions, my emotions. And it's, you know, I can't control what other people do, but I can control how I react and act because of it. And so I kind of carry that with me every day, which just like any muscle that takes a ton of practice and work. Mm -hmm. Um, What I do for my, my new clients or my little baby startups is one thing I like to um, do myself too, all the time is write a nice comment on someone's post. It's literally that easy, like to get yourself in and out of, you know, gratitude makes a huge difference because it's so easy online to compare yourself and then you'll feel envious and then you'll, well, why don't I have that? Or why don't I look like that? It's so easy to slip into that mindset when you're scrolling any feed. I don't care what platform you're on. You just, you know, you see people and you're like, it's a highlight reel. You want to be like that or you're envious of that. So instead of playing the comparison game, I just go through like, especially when I'm having a hard day or feeling down about myself, because we all have those, you know, especially in winter, I suffer from seasonal depression. It's just hard. And so I'll just scroll through Instagram or Facebook and I'll just write nice comments on people's posts. And it's incredible how you don't even realize how much that changes your own attitude. Mm. Like it would be easy to write a nasty comment or it's easy to say, Hey, this is amazing way to go that easy. You know, it doesn't even have to be that personal. Just write five nice comments within the span of two minutes 
and away you go. And it's just crazy how much that changes your outlook and your day. And then you start thinking of everything through that positive mindset of instead of seeing someone and thinking, oh, well, good for them. I wish I made that much money. You'd go, oh my God, you worked so hard for that. Good for you. You know, Mm -hmm. and it just, you force yourself to create that habit. And that's been just at a basic level, a game changer for my own attitude and for, you know, people that I coach around me just do that, you know? Yeah. I love that. So So, yeah, you can't be angry and grateful at the same time. Right. So exactly. um, Especially if you're grumpy, just try it. (laughs) You know, I do it when I'm grumpy. So hundred percent. Um, I've even, there's been, been many times where I have like a difficult conversation where it's really hard to process. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that the first step or action I take is gratitude. Meaning like Mm -hmm. I tell somebody something that kind, or I, even go back to that same person and, and say something nice uh, about them, their family. Right. Like, because at the end of the day, like that is what really matters. Um, mm-hmm. And so I love that. So now that we talked a little bit about how you, how you created that, like how, how do you morph these ideas together? Because, you know, when we talk about like the princess business um, and then mm-hmm. like, we're going to get into the, to your marketing they come from nowhere. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. literally like you created a business around princesses and then you created a business around marketing and you're building a team. And so in an essence, like in what we like to call on the show is like a lot of things that we create in life or that we take uh, advantage of using in life. We're like blended and broken together, right. To, to build something. And so where does, Mm -hmm. where does that, come from for you like how do you come up to this I'll cre- I will create this princess business this is what it will look like this is how we'll go out in the community this is how we'll do parties like how do you wrap mm-hmm. all of that into something and and how do you approach that it's really um it's it's a fun thing because people ask me what I do and then they go, you literally have a made up job that you made up yourself. And it's true. I do. I made up, I made up my marketing industry. There is no rule book on how to create authentic content. Right. And so part of it is I'm very lucky and that's just how I'm built. Like that's how my brain works. It's something that I found having different interns and trying to hire different people. You can't necessarily teach it. It's one of those things you either have it or you don't. And you'll see those people online where they're just really good content creators and they don't even do it for a living. And you're just like, how do you make such good videos? And they're like, I don't know. I just do it for fun. You know, I have that. And so I found a way though, to turn it into a business and use it, you know, to make a living, which is, I operate in the space of what I love doing every day, but truly it's, I can't do math to save my life. Like I'm a creative. I've been a creative since I was small. I've been a huge thinker since I was small. Like if people are telling you your dreams are too big, you're doing it right. They're scared. You're not. You're like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get huge. And in the words of our friend, uh, Mikey Searock, I want to be known by aliens. You know, he says that. Uh, So it's one of those things where people are going to try to discourage you from doing whatever you're good at. Keep doing it. Keep finding other people like that. I, I just really operate in the space of if I meet someone or I see their brand or my brain just, I can't stop the ideas that come of, oh my God, you could collaborate with this person. You could do this. You could grow it like this. And that's, that's, that's how I operate. And I just use it to help other people, which is kind of cool. Um, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it other than that's how yeah. my brain's wired. Like, but I'm telling you as far as 
creativity goes, like I literally can't do fourth grade math without a calculator because my brain just isn't wired. Like whatever side of my brain that you have to use for that, I can't do it. It's all the creative side. Yeah. Well, and it takes practice, right? I mean, you found something mm-hmm. that you love and you continue to practice at it and you get really good at it. Um, yeah. And-, and the biggest thing is just the personal stuff is not caring what other people think and not caring, like, you know, not, I, I don't want to say I'm never scared. I'm scared. I'm scared of growth. I'll be honest with you. I'm scared of making money. Like that's my biggest thing right now that I'm working mm. through is because I grew up in such a scarcity mindset of like the, the commentary always was, Oh, it's never enough. We don't have enough. It's, we don't make enough. You're not good enough. And so I, I now I hate money. Like, and I'll tell anybody that I work with, like I care way more about people than dollar bills because I've gone so I swung so hard the other way now where I'm like, oh, everyone's like, oh, you don't charge enough. You undervalue yourself. I'm like, oh, it's no, I'm, I'm making a good living. It's fine. You know, so I'm, I'm right now working through like my relationship with money because I just kind of blocked it out because I grew up in such a scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. I truly like my biggest fear is making more money and becoming more known because I feel like deep down, I don't deserve that. Yes. So. Uh- Incredible. So I just mm-hmm. picked up this, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Dr. Daniel Amon uh, and his work on brain health, but I just picked up his latest book and it was about dragons. And it's basically like the dragons we drag from our past forward mm-hmm. and we struggle with them on a daily basis. And whether we sideline them for a few years and they come back, if we don't learn how to tackle them, then we never uh, really right. change that. And yeah, it just, it sounds like it might just be one of those dragons, right? Where you really yeah. are valued <laughs> at yourself, yeah. but it's just one of those things that you've struggled to, to master. Um, mm-hmm. and so working with people to try and, and basically help them create their own authentic self and get it out there in the world. What are like the top few things that stop people? Like when they come to you for help, what is stopping them in today's world uh, from, from really doing what they want to achieve? So what do you, what do you notice? I have, um, there's a lot of undertones of past um, societal or religious expectations. So, you know, oh. like, um, like I said, I'm from a Christian background and that's my whole thing with money is it's, it's viewed as righteous and virtuous to be poor and to give what you don't have and to, you know, live like that because everyone in the Bible that lived like that is celebrated for it. And so those are all the undertones that I grew up being preached at is like, it is wrong and arrogant to make money and like, be comfortable. You're supposed to struggle. It's supposed to be hard because you're doing the Lord's work, you know? And so Mm -hmm. working, I see it, especially here in Montana, a lot of us struggle with that. Like just that, that's kind of the societal, you know, Montana is one of the lowest paid wages in the nation. And people just have that attitude here of, oh, we just don't make a lot of money. We don't live outside our means. Like that's arrogant. That's wrong. That's flashy. Uh, We're not big city. People don't care if you drive a Bentley, you know? So working through that just culturally and with the societal expectations, people struggle with that. And then people care, you know, what other people think. And again, Mm -hmm. it comes back to that, those, those pressures from externally, you got to fix what's internal first, you know? Yes. So what's interesting there is like when you get new clients, do you try to understand where they're coming from first? Like, does that actually drive? Okay. And so that's that's the other, like, I'm, I'm very thankful for my upbringing because it, Mm -hmm. it really laid the foundation for what I do and who I am now. 
Um, obviously there's a lot of judgment there. There's a lot of, um, how you should and shouldn't act where when I meet people, I just want to celebrate them as being a human, right? I don't care. I don't care about your sins. I don't care about your past. I don't care about what you are doing right or wrong based on my own personal beliefs. I don't have, like when it comes to my clients, I don't have personal beliefs. I care that I'm celebrating you and showing the world what you do best because every human I interact with is incredible and amazing if you choose to see it that way, you know? And so I just, I really, I spend a lot of time with my clients. That's what I do differently is my clients always say things like, oh my God, someone finally gets me. You totally get me. They call me when they're upset. They call me when they have, you know, employee, employees walk out on them. You know, they, we become friends and I become a trusted person to them because I just care about them as people. It's less about how much money I can make them and how famous they can become. It's like, you're an awesome person. I just want to share that with the world and we're going to attract other people that are like you, you know? So that's kind of the foundation of that. And it totally works. No, hundred uh, so, percent. Yeah. Well, but to do that, for sure. But. Right. Right. And, <laughs> and to do that, you have to spend time with people. You have to get to know them. So I just, I show up on the job. Like, you know, I have a client that pours epoxy floors, Johnny, he's amazing. He is hilarious. He's an entertainer. I literally show up at a job and I'm just a fly on the wall filming the whole time. And he's just being himself. He dances while he's rolling out epoxy, you know, and I just, I edit the video such that it's his brand and it's his voice. And he's known worldwide now as the epoxy king because we just show that to the world. You know, that's what I do. I hang out with cool people and I show the world how cool they are. That's literally it. It's it's the best gig ever. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So um, does, is there a practice of journaling? Do you journal? I do. I um. I kind of got out of the habit of reading for a while there just because I got, you know, when you're growing a business and it's a lot of brain power, like everything I do is brain power. I don't have a product. I don't have, um, you know, I use software, but like every single thing that I do and that I create comes from up here. So I really have to take care of that. So I, the most important thing for me is getting enough sleep. I have to get my eight hours of sleep every day. Um, I do, I, if, if I read, I read, you know, 10 ish pages, and then I'll journal about it. Um, if I'm having a down day, I'll journal about it. So I do fit that into my schedule. I listen to, um, short, I don't, I don't listen to long stuff, but I'll listen to like a 10 minute podcast episode or like a 10 minute Ted talk just to kick myself out of feeling down or feeling like I'm stuck or less creative, you know? Um, one of the things, because I'm a creative and because I like to be bold, um, you know, boldness is the thing. I want everyone to just be bold and be unafraid to be themselves. And so if I'm really having a hard day, I'll text my friends be like, Hey, send me some funny memes. I got to get creative and I'm struggling. And they'll just hit me with all this nonsense, which helps get the (laughs) wheels turning, you know? So again, I love that we live in the age of the internet because it's amazing. I'll have friends send me memes and reels. And then next thing I know, I'm like working away, you know? Yes, that's perfect. I mean, sometimes you just need the outside world to speak to yeah, you. support system. Yep. I've got a, a buddy of mine. He, he created a journal called cosmic journal. His name's Yannick silver. And, um, he truly believes like the universe will speak to you if you allow it to. And in that mm-hmm. moment, like, it sounds like your best, your best foot forward is to really ask yeah. the universe to speak to you. And that's your friend. 100%. Said, the universe yep. said. So very cool. 
Now, before we got into this podcast, we talked a little bit about kids and everything. And you mentioned that your kids do CrossFit and Olympic training and everything. Yeah. What part of creativity in your business and everything do you involve your kids with? It does it like, do they watch? They're obviously watching, but are they observing Mm -hmm. and you're kind of teaching them what you're doing so that they can learn to create early? Uh, and take mm-hmm. that practice with them. So they're not, I guess what I would say personally, like it took me till I was like in my thirties to actually figure out what I wanted to mm-hmm. do with my life, you know? And I figured if, if somebody would have guided me, even just down a creative journey, I probably would have created something to figure it out. So I asked mm-hmm. the question as like, you, this started young for you. Um, and, mm-hmm. and realizing like you were a bold person and how you're going to optimize that uh, in the world. So are you teaching your kids that like, how are you involving your kids with that? Yeah. So I will say from a very young age, my grandfather, um, who was a rancher, Montana rancher, he is very, he's very talented and creative. So he's a carpenter. He builds things. Um, he painted when I was little, he's just always creating something. And so I was around that all the time and we were encouraged to create, we were encouraged to play out in the wood shop and come up with something or build something. Or, you know, we would, as little kids, we'd make like little dolls out of like dried flowers. Like we were just always outside and able to do those things. And we were, we were encouraged to do those things. Like we never, I mean, it wasn't specifically like, like, let's sit down and do this together. It was, Hey, go ahead and go out in the wood shop, play around, see what you are good at kind of thing. And so I've always been creative from a young age and I've always been trying to figure out my talents. Um, Not a super great artist, not good at painting, not good at music. So it was really just trying different things and figuring out what I'm good at. Um, For my kids, I made sure from the time they were little, little that I enabled them to try different things. So whatever they wanted to try, dance, piano lessons, soccer, I let them do that to find out what they like and what they're good at. Turns out they liked coming to the CrossFit gym with me and they wanted to try lifting. So now they have an Olympic lifting coach. And so having them in that whole environment of we do hard things with no excuses and we're going to celebrate that. That's important to me to raise young dogs. I have twin girls. So raising, especially preteens now, you know, (laughs) kind of set that foundation of them being healthy and emotionally healthy adults. We work through things together. We talk through things together. Um, and then now they are very, I keep them offline. Oh, let me say that is I rarely post about them for just out of respect for their own privacy. I, I just don't talk about them a lot online. If you're on my Instagram, you wouldn't even think I have kids because they never come up. I just, Mm -hmm. I keep them private until they're old enough to decide what they want their online presence to be behind the scenes though. They love creating uh, videos with me. We practice filming. We practice, um, you know, TikToks popular now. And the whole style of filming TikToks and editing them is completely different. So I'm learning and they're helping me learn. You know, they'll come to me with ideas of, hey, you should try this transition. Hey, you should do this. So they're always like kind of researching themselves and willing to try different things and help me with different things. And so they're kind of shaping up to be good little content creators you know, but I, I definitely give them the space of, if that's your voice, run with it. Like, I'm not going to tell you what to do or not do. I'm going to encourage you and help you, but whatever your thing is, that that's your thing. I'm going to celebrate that and we're going to, you know, move forward with it. So that's awesome. Yeah. So that's been fun. Yeah. Our kids are uh, big into the domino thing. So were they Mm -hmm. tracks and all that? And um, I strongly encourage that. 
um, that they do that. And our, our oldest son has figured out how to use like CapCut and stuff like that to like mm-hmm. sit together as domino creations. And um, yeah, so it's cool. very fun to watch. Um, mm-hmm. Well, awesome. I, I, I knew it probably came from somewhere. So it was awesome. You went back to yeah. the roots uh, of how it started for you, because I think that that's important. Like sometimes families don't have that, like they didn't grow mm-hmm. up with that. They didn't grow up with uh, family around that encouraged them to do those type of things. Um, I know for me personally, I was used to have conversations with my mom because it started with like her grandma and in the kitchen, like, and mm-hmm. creation was like creating all these different desserts or meals or whatever. And they would always invite the kids into the grandkids into the kitchen to make messes. Mm-hmm. Like they encouraged messes. And like, yeah. he just has like these vivid memories of just stuff and flour and everything just thrown all over the kitchen, you know, and um, that's where it starts. I mean, that's where mm-hmm. it starts for the kids. And so just wanted to. to that's awesome. That. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much, Kelly, for, for sharing your story here. Yeah. I, I know since you kind of help people with their creative journey, mm-hmm. what would you offer to somebody that is looking to get started today? How can they find you? What does that look like? Um, share, share a little bit about wh- where that is, and I'll make sure to share your, your contact information with everybody. Okay. Sure. So because um, I kind of found a disconnect as the bigger I grew and the more clients we brought on. I I wasn't able to service those little startups that I could, you know, it's a higher price point that they don't have the money for when they're starting. And so we actually just launched our paid group a few months ago. So if you go to embermg.com, it's uh, 57 bucks a month and you can join the group. So you still get access to me and ask marketing questions and get direction. And I help people through those startup things of, you know, find who's your ideal client finding your voice. Uh, What do people think about you online now? How do we change it if you don't like it? So it's really those basically marketing one-on-one baby steps of you still can work with me, but then you're not paying agency prices of having me show up on a job site and film with you, you know? So we, um, yeah, so we just started that group a few months ago. So that's kicking off and that's exactly to service those types of people that are just getting started. And so again, that website's embermg.com. You can go sign up and we'll get you in the group. And then I'll do consultations with you. I'll review your posts or your content that you want to put out and help you strategize. So that's been really cool and fun to, to work with those people more again. Yeah. And it seems like a very um, fun way to get started, right? Because mm-hmm. you're, you're yes. I would imagine like you're around a lot of people that are in the same place as you. So mm-hmm. a lot of the questions that they're going to ask, um, where they're going to start their journey is going to be very similar. So it's almost like dipping their toes in, but doing it with a community of people. Yes. Yep, definitely. So then you have the added bonus of networking, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Thank you to all our listeners. I will make sure to share uh, Kelly's contact information, uh, but you can find her on LinkedIn at Kelly Maxwell or Instagram at Kelly Maxwell and Facebook, I believe is also at Mm -hmm. Kelly Maxwell. And we'll make sure that we share those. So thank you for for tuning into this episode of the Creativity Bends, Breaks and Blends that Shape Our Future podcast. And we hope to bring on some more inspiring guests. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you.